Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm here with an old dear friend, Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yes. So for context and for those listening, Lindsay and I have known each other now, I feel like almost close to a decade uh, when I first moved to Venice. Probably 10 years ago. 10 years ago. And I tried uh, a cleanse of hers and, and kind of fell in love with it. And I recently, and I, Lindsay doesn't know this, but I recently actually did a whole barrage of different tests, including a minerals test. And what I realized was that I'm both deficient in minerals and also have had some, uh, as I think many people have who live in cities, some exposure to heavy metals. And so I was thinking to myself, okay, what are some of the tools in my toolbox that I could use and I think could be helpful for other people as they think about uh, detoxification and also bolstering, you know, the, the gut and, and, and also I've had some, a little bit of some skin issues. I have like, you can still sort of see the sty on my eye and I was like, what helps with the skin? And so I thought about Lindsay and her, and her bone broth, um, her, her amazing cleanse, uh, which is actually based here in Venice. And so I reached out and I've been on it for the last week. And I was like, Lindsay, got to have you on the show because we've got to talk about this because I think it could benefit a lot of people. So Lindsay, welcome to the show. And can you give a little bit of context into sort of the benefits of cleansing and particularly bone broth? Like why, why bone broth is helpful in detoxification? Yeah. Uh, for sure. So um, it's important to note that the body is always healing itself and it's a self-correcting system. So um, we do like to call our cleanse a reset just because we think that cleanse kind of like implies that the body isn't already clean. But mm. um, we like to remind people that your body's working perfectly and it's working for you all of the time. It's a self-correcting system. So it's constantly trying to renew and repair. Um, the issue is when we overload the system, especially like with too much food or talk, uh, high toxic load, then the body has to work extra hard to just digest our food and get through the basic day to day. It doesn't have enough energy and time to really go deep into the repair. Um, so by resetting the body, by, by lowering the digestive burden on the body and doing something like the owl reset or fasting, juice cleansing, there's like a million ways to do it. But, um, it's really by just lowering the digestive load on the body, you free up extra energy for the body to do what it does best, which is heal itself and repair itself. Um, an all liquid cleanse will really lower the digestive burden on the body. The body spends about 60% of its energy and like brain power on just digesting food. So when we free up that extra like 60%, then it has so much time to focus on repair and we'll really work to like eliminate toxins, detoxify, and uh, regenerate like new cells, healthy tissues, and all of that good stuff. Um, so, so, so just to clarify, so basically part <laughs> of the efficacy, if I'm understanding correctly, is actually literally just not going through the digestive load or the, you know, the, the, the burden, burden that is created uh, in eating food um, in excess. And actually the body is just able to 
uh, more appropriately reset or to to basically decrease the amount of energy it needs to expend because the digestive process is eased in 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 basically consuming simply the liquids is that is that is that sort of the p- yeah, part of how it works yeah yep totally that's the gist of it okay great and so in addition to like both the resting of the digestive system that happens in that in that sort of uh, cessation of consuming the hard foods. What, what specifically about bone broth has efficacy in terms of like, what is the bone broth helping the body with as it is doing its own self-repair, which I think is a great distinction, right? Like this notion of a reset versus a cleanse mm-hmm. because the body is, does have its own divine intelligence. But what is the, what is the uh, bone broth in itself kind of, what does that foster? Yeah. So I was really inspired, uh, by the idea of the all liquid cleanse, but rather than a juice cleanse that can be high in sugar and really low in calories, I was looking for something that would be really nourishing. The time of year that I was doing this was like fall into winter. So I was looking for something like that would warm the body, nourish me. I had read all about the benefits of bone broth Um, and bone broth. What's great about bone broth is it's very bioavailable to the body. So when we eat food, the body has to break down the food and pull the information out of the food. Whereas when we drink bone broth, the body assimilates all of that information very quickly and easily because it's bioavailable to the body. It doesn't have to like break down anything in order to receive that information from the food. So it's full of healthy fats, protein, amino branch chain, amino acids, lots of minerals. So it's very like nourishing for the body. Every culture has its own version of bone broth. It's something that like goes back centuries as a healing, um, a healing soup or beverage. Yeah. Yeah. The mineral aspect was what really actually tuned me into it because I was like, okay, there's like a whole bunch of mineral concentration that is available. I also like the collagen because I was like, okay, you know, this is really, I think going to be helpful for my skin. Um, yeah. And, and just help, kind of Great for it. like your skin, your joints, um, just like really helps to lubricate the go- joints. Good for your hair, your nails, just because it is full of all of those like basing, basic building blocks. Yeah. And, and also the, the other piece I, I, I reckon was, was the minerals and then the, the, you know, the, what we just talked about in terms of the collagen. But the, also the gut. So I feel like so many people in today's day and age have gut issues, right? Whether that be IBS, mm-hmm. bloating, um, you know, a lot of us, unfortunately, because, you know, glyphosate and a lot of different toxins are so uh, endemic now in our in our systems, have leaky gut, have have different issues with digestion. And that's, I think, the other piece is, you know, for me, I've been trying to you know, ever since I found out about the microbiome and the enteric nervous system and how we can actually utilize our gut and how, how deeply integral it is to our overall well-being and to our, our wellness, our intelligence, I've been really trying to bolster the gut. And mm-hmm. from what, I, what I found is that basically bone broth is, is one of the greatest tools we can, we can use in sort of sealing up those, those, those holes and restoring, um, some of the potency, some of the, some of the, the, the integrity to the gut. Um, do you, can yeah, you talk it, a little bit it, about that? 
Yeah. Um, so bone broth really mimics the lining of the gut wall. And that's why they say it like heals and seals the gut um, because it really does like restore that mucosal lining on the gut. And a lot of times when we crave things like dairy or pizza, like we're really what we're craving is that like mucus lining in the gut. Um, and bone broth is just a, like a much more effective way to actually heal that and restore that. Um, the gut is constantly repairing itself just like all of our body um and it rebuilds that mucosal lining every like four to six days so um yeah bone broth can be a very effective tool in restoring integrity to the gut amazing and and what have you found in terms of duration in terms of timing um i know that you know people some people will do like uh you know like several day resets do you have any thoughts around the, the what kind of experience people have as they move through that reset, right? Like what, one of the things that I noticed just on a personal basis is, and I, I don't know if those listening can relate, but I, but I recognize how, how emotionally connected I am to my food, right? Like how, oh, yeah. even, even though I could be getting nourished from the reset in terms of the minerals and whatnot, and the bone broth and, and, and the various sort of, uh, you know, sort of juices, shakes, uh, I also wanted to, like, I did a huge talk this week, for example, with Stephen Pressfield, which I was like super honored to buy, but I was also very like, it brought up some, you know, I don't want to say anxiety, but I basically a low grade anxiety. And what I realized is like how much I want to then go to like my bag of chips or like my, you know, like you said, like the mm-hmm. pizza, I want to like, I want, there's like different things where it's like, it's basically emotional eating where we use food also as a salve for our anxiety um how how yes. do you how, how how do you think about that and or do you have any suggestions to coach people through when they have their pangs for those like uh th- those those foods that are that are based in probably more emotion um and obviously we've been accultured to so many processed foods which we know are unhealthy anyway but but um to to help reset the brain as well from the the, mm-hmm. the hopefully the need to go to those things if that makes sense Yeah, I love that you brought that up because that's like one of my favorite benefits of the Owl Reset is really getting in touch with those hunger cues and where are they coming from? Because at the end of the day, if we were able to really differentiate when we're hungry and when we're not hungry, and we only ate when we were hungry and we didn't eat when we were not hungry, we wouldn't have any problems with obesity or a lot of the health issues that we have today is simply from exactly that. Um, eating more than our bodies need, which is why the natural processes get backed up and it doesn't have that time to restore. So um, a lot of times it's really we're tired or we're sad or we're anxious, like you said, or stressed. I think that's a huge one for people. I think some people eat more, some people don't eat, um, but both are just as um just just as much of a problem like we need to be in touch with our hunger cues when we're hungry and when we're not um and what i what i love about the owl reset is it was designed to really give you all of the nourishment that you need um with the broths and the three different shakes that have like full fruits and vegetables in them and a lot of herbs like the program does allow to to eat and to listen to your body and those hunger cues but it also gives you everything that you need so you can have that conversation with yourself when you're feeling like, oh, I, I want some chocolate or 
I want a bag of chips. Like, are you really hungry or is there emotional, is there an emotional need that needs to be met? And that's like, you're somebody that probably eats really healthy. So when you go on the owl reset, you're not just facing the like crash and headaches of detoxing from coffee and sugar and like a lot of, it depends on where you're at in your health journey. But I think for somebody like you, that's like already on top of a lot of those things that every time you do the owl reset, it's just a chance to go deeper and deeper into that process. And, and the farther along you go, the more you realize like nutrition is just, just the foundation, but it's so much more about that mental, emotional game with yourself and having those conversations and getting real with yourself and like, what are your needs that you need met and how are you going to get those met? Yeah, that spot on. I think that that is, uh, I think far too infrequently talked about because, you know, we, we, I think in the West get so associated with just like if you go to a doctor, you know, it's like, oh my, you know, I'm having issues with this part of my body and they just isolate that part of your body and it's not a holistic orientation and oftentimes. And I think in the context of our food or, you know, what would traditionally be considered a fast or a cleanse, which obviously we're drawing the distinction of a reset, I think people think of themselves, okay, well, I just need to lose weight or I want to, you know, I want to have this effect. And what we don't, at least for me, what I, what I reckon was we forget the, or I forget at times, the myriad aspects of what food represents to me beyond the simple nutrition. And to me, oftentimes that food is deeply connected to emotional states or ways in which in the past I have sought salve, like sought comfort in food as a soothing mechanism. And so for me, it's really I think, and this is a tan tangible, but maybe ancillary benefit. It's really wild to have this context of considering when am I triggered and what is that trigger root and wh why am I wanting to use food uh, to, to assuage the, the anxiety brought by that trigger. And one of the things that I found actually really helpful. So I, I've been doing uh, the, the, the I'll reset the course of this, this past week. But I've also been doing like a breathwork certification, um, just just for my own personal benefit. And I'll say awesome. one of the things I think that's really powerful is when having other tools to support you in your reset process, right? So whether totally. that be meditation, whether that be breathing, I found those to be like really indispensable. Are there other tools that you find to be really helpful when people are on a reset journey to, to help uh, kind of bolster or strengthen their inner integrity while they uh, move through some of whether it be the cravings or the psychological things that can come up when we are actually resetting our nervous system along with our biological systems? Yeah, I think the most powerful thing that anyone could do on a reset is rest. Um, if, you know, one of the great things about it is it is a flexible program. So even if you want to keep up with your busy lifestyle, you can do it in tandem with that and incorporate foods if you need to and continue going to the gym and working out. But ultimately to get the most benefits, really taking a time to step back, pause, sleep more, um, take a bath, 
sit down for every time you're drinking your shake or drinking your broth, like sip it slowly. Like that's part of, um, that's part of it is that opportunity to slow down, to take a pause, to rest, to de-stress. Um, it's all about like trying to like lower those cortisol um, levels and, and get your body back to a good balance. And, and such a huge part of that is rest. Like we could eat all of the healthiest things in the world. Um, but if we're not sleeping and resting, then, um, ultimately we still won't achieve optimal health. Yeah. I resonate with that a lot because actually last night, so I, I use an aura ring, obviously not, not partial to that particularly, but I find it's really good at measuring my sleep. And one of the things that I've been working on is both increasing my HRV, my heart rate variability, and also, you know, increasing my deep sleep. And one of the things that affects deep sleep significantly, I've found is if I eat, and I eat late, especially, uh, it'll throw off because mm -hmm. I'm, dig I'm digesting, and then I, you know, I don't get the same depth of sleep. And yesterday, so I woke up this morning, I've been really kind of intentional about increasing deep sleep. And I just actually checked my my stats. So I got an hour and 53 minutes of REM sleep and an hour and 55 minutes of uh, 58 minutes of deep sleep. So that's 24% of my night was deep sleep, which is like, I usually am getting half that. And so to me, uh, yesterday, I actually consciously made the decision, you know, I love to exercise, I, you know, work out, I do yoga, I go for long walks. And yesterday, I was actually like, interesting, in my nervous system, I was like, I actually think I'm just going to take because I did such I held so much space for the Stephen Pressfield conversation. And it was a live show it was sold out so many people. Congrats built on up. That. Thank you. I felt so good. I about saw it. That. Be, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was freaking awesome. He's one of my heroes. And so to hold space for it was a lot, you know. And then yesterday, I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, I, sh I should go to the sauna, I should go to yoga, all the things which are traditionally relaxing. But I was actually listening to my body. And I was like, I think I just need to like watch a movie and chill out. Mm -hmm. And and I think that listening to that inner voice, um, it wound up setting me up because I think I did. I just needed like you like you just shared for me, like a deep, a sense of deep rest, like a really deep chill. And I'm finding I, I think I don't know this definitively to be the case, but I think also when we I think our intuition is strong. And when we are like I think about sacrifice, like traditionally fast would be considered in some ways a sacrifice, but also it oftentimes could foster a greater spiritual attunement in various traditions that would be used in that way. Uh, and not that this is a, you know, necessarily a, a traditional fast, but I do think there's something where when you are more mindful, as you were just kind of sharing in your uh, orientation to your consumption and, and to some degree, to the degree that you're also limiting some of the things that would be traditionally, you know, salves for you or whatnot, I think it does orient you a little bit more towards that that mindful practice and and also um you know for me at least has been really interesting in 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 sort of some of the intuitions and things that 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 I'm just listening to. I don't know if they're necessarily louder, but I'm just slightly more yeah. attuned, like slightly more aware to like what 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 do I I guess I'm listening more actively to my body, shall we say? Yeah. And I love that you said that because ultimately you are your greatest healer. And I think the wellness industry, particularly here in LA, does a very good job of convincing us that we are not well and that we need X, Y, and Z 
spirulina and that's in the magic matcha. So, you know, um, like all of these different superfoods and sea moss and the list goes on and all of the things that we shouldn't eat. And it can become very overwhelming to try to listen to all of the different lines of thought and advice and recommendations and take all of the supplements. But ultimately like maintaining perfect health is very simple and it comes down to exactly that is listening to yourself and listening to what your body needs on a very basic level am i hungry am i thirsty am i tired eating when we're hungry and not eating when we're not hungry drinking when we're thirsty and not when we're not thirsty and sleeping when we're tired and you know when we have that extra energy moving our bodies uh, in a fun way, like without pressure, like it should never be about going to the gym. Like I need to go to the gym because I need to achieve this. Like, I don't think health is perfect. Health is something to achieve. It is just that constant daily practice of listening to ourselves and knowing that like, as well as I, I don't know if you're familiar with Wallace Waddles, but I'm a big fan. And mm. he would say like, um, there is nothing the only truth is perfect health and anything else is just an appearance so Mm. any diagnosis any symptoms any problems is like ultimately your body's way of coming back into balance and achieving perfect health like the body is a perfectly perfect operating system and is always trying to get us to that place of perfect health because that's all that there is Yes. I like this. What, what, where can, what is, is Wallace Waddles? Was he a, was he a, uh, like what, what's, what's, who is Wallace Waddles? So he has, um, he's an author, like philosopher, I guess. Um, his books were written back in like 1910, 1920 around there. He has the science of being well, the science of being great and the science of getting rich and all are, um, very much based in like simple formulas for living life um Mm. but yeah and in terms of health it's like there is only perfect health anything else is just an appearance and in order to achieve perfect health it's very simple like you just need to be able to listen to your body's cues of when to feed yourself nourish yourself rest i love I love that. Basically being in the listening, which is, uh, which is something yeah, I think Yeah, you read the culture. books that are written like over a hundred years ago and it's as if it could be written today. Like all of his mm-hmm. teachings are very like applicable to then and now. So, um, I would highly recommend everybody reading those three books. Okay. On I'm Audible. Gonna che- yeah. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. I love Audible. I've been listening to a ton of books lately. So they um, only take like an hour to two to read. So you could finish like all three in a week if you want. Okay. Rad. Uh, well let, let's slightly pivot because one of the things I do want to ask before we, before we close is, is about your, your journey as, as it relates to scaling the business, because I especially love one when my friends are incredibly successful. I also love it when I meet people who are, you know, just, just, just crushing in a way that it feels at least to me is deeply aligned to their passion. And it's something that also is beneficial to other people. And yet when that catches on and grows organically, uh, obviously through dedicated effort, but grows, I mean, you know, I went to pick up my cleanse. I've, you know, I've been on going on up and down Abbot Kinney for 
for you know a decade but i was like you know i love like i'm driving by air one and then i'm taking hang a right and then there there's al venice and i'm like oh okay man Lindsay, i remember when we were like literally just chit-chatting a decade ago i think you delivered mm -hmm. some broth to my house when i was living in my old driftwood place back when you were first starting yeah. and like literally like i love that like hustle like in the car just like dropping you know like taking care of business now you've got like this whole operation people system people are like you know popping in and out on like you know one of the biggest streets in you know in la what was uh can you share a little any insights for those listening because i do have a lot of entrepreneurs any insights into the entrepreneurial journey and what it's what it's been like to 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 scale it up uh and 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 yeah a little bit about that journey yeah so i think we actually met like even before I started OWL. Um, but yeah, it was a, a deeply personal journey. I was struggling with digestive issues and um, started making broth because I read about the benefits for gut health, like similar to you. Um, but I was following all these millions of diets, like autoimmune protocol, GAPS, low FODMAP. I was researching all of them and trying to like not eat any of the things Anyways, I was like working with a very restrictive list of foods, so I couldn't find any broth that didn't have garlic or onions in it, which is what inspired me to make my own. Um, and it was like the practice of making that broth for myself and trying all these different ingredients, adding herbs, vegetables to try to make a really good tasting um, beverage, really. Like I wasn't looking... For it to be a soup i was looking for something i could sip like a tea every night to wind down um and that's like really where we landed on owl signature broths now the broth elixirs and they really taste more like a tea than a traditional broth um and it's because i really found the benefits of drinking bone broth through consistency over time um mm. and my journey was like six months to a year of drinking broth pretty much every day um, and following a pretty restrictive diet for um, most of that time in terms of like no gluten, dairy, soy, corn, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was like a very gradual um, process, transformative experience for me where like over the course of six to 12 months of incorporating this into my routine, like my entire body changed. Um, and initially the, the, um, the results were more physical initially, like losing weight and my skin. And, um, but then over time became much more internal and really like started to repair my gut on a deep level and, and be able to incorporate other foods and not experience any sort of symptoms from eating them again, which ultimately for me was the goal. Like I didn't want to be in a state of restrictive eating forever. I was trying to like heal myself so that I could bring everything back into my life and restore balance. And I was able to do that. Um, so I guess all this to say, like I had no intention of starting a business and I had no idea I was going to end up starting this bone broth business, but I really experienced profound uh, results from drinking the broth, my friends and people were interested and it, it did in the beginning catch on very naturally. And it was through like true passion for the product that helped me so much and sharing it with others 
online, like I met people like Bees Honey and um, Wealthy Belly, like back in the day, like when influencing was like just becoming a thing, people that also really supported the brand and got behind it and helped us really grow our presence online. So like in the beginning, it was so grassroots, like you're right, I was driving around to Whole Foods parking lots and meeting people and like on the side of the PCH labeling jars and like cooking out of the back of a shawarma shop for a while. I mean, it was a very rocky road in the beginning and it was because of genuine, like authentic love for the product that I was able to build it to the point where I was able to bring on more help and start scaling things, get an actual real legit kitchen um, and really switching the business to like selling the resets online and shifting to more of a D2C model was where like things really shifted into more like scaling the business. And now today we have like 20 to 25 people on the team. Um, We have two different kitchens in LA and our shop on Abikini. Um, and we have, you know, an expanding product line. We do supplements now, um, skincare, home goods, health coaching. Um, so the business is becoming what I envisioned it, uh, in the beginning when people started getting excited and, and becoming really more of a lifestyle brand and a way of living and being rather than just like a bone broth company, because for me, it was it was just so much bigger than that. It was this journey that we've been talking about today about like, we are our own healers. How do we nourish ourselves? How do we love ourselves to get back in touch with ourselves to be able to hear ourselves speak and um, follow that voice within? Beautiful. I love that. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like there's so much value in staying with your passion and seeing through its various iterations, right? It sounds like you you had a vision for this overall, you know, wellness lifestyle orientation and people being their own healers. And yet you, that looked like, you know, I, I it sounds like it looked like, it, uh, you know, I love that you were in the back of a shawarma shop. I didn't even know that back of a shawarma shop and like, you know, labeling things. I wasn't like telling PCH. people about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. because I think, and what's beautiful is now to share that, right? Because I think it's so, I think people can so relate to the vulnerable shares, right? It's like, like in this context with Steven this week, you know, the guy, he's like, yeah, he's published over 22 books. But by the way, like he failed and didn't publish them, you know, like many that were just tossed in the trash, right? He didn't publish his first book till he's 53 years old. Uh, and, and now he's published over 20. So sometimes it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we only see other people's successes and we think, oh man, I don't even know if I could ever get there yet. What we don't hear is not that that's in any, in any way, not a success, but it's, it's not the, the sexy parts that people like to share, right? Like now it looks super sexy. You go into, all oh, it's like this amazing, beautiful, you know, oasis on Abikini, you know, but like to hear about like you as like a, a friend who like was also just like going after it and doing whatever it takes to get it done. I mean, I feel like that, that to me is also um, enrolling from a business point of view, right? Because those are the kinds of businesses people want to support, right? It's not like you're, mm-hmm. it's not like this massive mega store. It's like, oh, okay. Here's someone who like put their their blood, sweat, and tears, their hustle, and their heart into building something, and I think that 
and also something that happens to be beneficial for other humans, right? Like not just about like, mm-hmm. okay, let me, let me make another trinket, so to speak. Um, so I think that's freaking awesome. I try to let that what, be the force that drives me that like, I know that by building this, I'm helping more people because it is a sacrifice every day. And sometimes it's like, why am I doing this? And remembering the why, like that every jar of Brussel, that every time somebody does a reset, there's transformation, there's healing happening. And I'm contributing towards that collective healing that we all need. Um, so that's like reason enough to keep going. Yes. Yes, it is. And on that note, I'd love to, and you and I talked and I talked to your team about maybe offering my community an opportunity to, to jump in. Um, I don't know. Can we create like a code or something of that nature for, for the audience that I can, that I can put in the, uh, in the show notes. So let's just say, let's call it peak because I use that a fair amount when I'm able to work with aligned, uh, parties, yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, and if someone wants to jump in and get and, and jump in on a, uh, a reset, uh, what's the process? Where do they go and, and, and break down, break down the opportunity? Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways. If you live in LA, we have uh, pickup or delivery options available. And when you pick up or get home delivery, then we make all the shakes for you. So you get your six shakes and your six, six bras, and it's all ready to go for your four days. You're drinking the magic matcha right now. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Delicious. if you don't live in LA, actually, we, we do have home delivery options all the way out to Orange County, too. So if you're in Orange County, you can get the reset prep for you. Um, outside of that general area, we ship resets and it comes with your six bras and then six different shake packs. Um, so you make your shakes at home. Uh, once they're made, they only have a four to six day shelf life, which is why we don't ship them prepped when you get them shipped. Um, but it just requires a blender, um, and water and vegetables. And it's like you get a plantain or bananas, a squash, a kabocha squash, and like one or two beets um, to make all the different shakes. So there is a little prep required if you get it shipped. Um, but yeah, we'll get a discount code for your community going for sure. Awesome. That'd be great. And, and, and another thing ship- to note, just because I feel like a lot of your people might just really love the bone broth, um, but we do have a new product called the 30 day broth challenge. Um, and if you're like a little hesitant, to try a reset it could be a good way to like work your way into that um uh and it's enough broth to have eight ounces a day for 30 days and it comes with like an ebook all about the benefits of broth and some really good recipes that are simple to make so that's another great option for people wicked i love i I love i love actually i i do 30 day challenges frequently i did that with meditation um i've done it with different you know, different aspects of my life where I want to create transformation. So I think that doing something as a 30 days, the other thing I'll recommend just to the the community out there is to get someone who is your accountability partner. I, I, I find when I do like a, a challenge or when I'm undertaking something, I like to do it with someone because uh, I think in habit formation and also in, in undertaking kind of transformational experiences, it's often beautiful to do. Not that one can't do it solo. I've just done, I've just done my own journey solo, but 
Um, if you do have friends that want to get involved, I always find it's great to do something in a community, start a WhatsApp group or whatever, and and, and talk about the journey because uh, one, you're more accountable and two, it can be really transformational as a collective uh, endeavor. So uh, awesome, Lindsay. So grateful. Yeah. Uh, website is yeah, All Venice. Owlvenice.com, Owlvenice on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. All the places, my friends, and, and we'll create a we'll we'll, we'll create a, we'll create a code uh, peak. I'll link below in the show notes. Um, Lindsay, I'm so grateful for you. I just I just finished. I'm on my uh, my last little bits. Uh, I'm just finishing my my magic matcha hemp seed milkshake. It's freaking delicious. You're on day six, right? Yeah, I'm feeling fired up. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I, I don't know. This is yeah. not, this is not necessarily related. By day three, but I, just thought, I think you feel you start feeling really good on day three. By four, like, but when yeah. you go past four days, then you're like in another level of bliss. I think. I, I'm feeling clarity. I'm feeling I think good. you have the clarity at that point. That's just like, yeah. Yes. Glad well, I'll tell you good. what. I, I feel good. I feel clear. And I'm about to go to Peru and Antarctica. So I'm like, let's freaking go. I'm energized. I'm juiced. Yeah. I decided on Saturday. I was like, all right. Uh, a friend of mine shared that he was going on this trip and he was like, I can get you a big discount. And I was like, really? Antarctica has been on my bucket list for a long time. And I'll, uh, gotta check things I, off the bucket list. I'll tell you what I booked it the next day. I was like, let's go. Uh, so needless to say, feeling I refreshed. Love that. And about to get into a journey. Amazing. Well, I can't wait to see pictures and hear all about it. You got it. All right, <laughs> Lindsay Wilson, guys, check out Owl Venice. And thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks, Michael.